Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, let's talk. And good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. Always nice to have you with us this half an hour where we have fantastic professionals in around uh, in the area, around the area. And today is our day with Family Pathways. So as I always say, we bring important topics to you. This is always an important one with finding young people some permanent homes. And so we're going to be talking about that today. And also introducing you to a brand new program that we'll be doing with Family Pathways. It's going to be a special quarterly focus on some young folks that uh, we'll talk about that in just a moment. Now, before I welcome our guests into the program, let me do give you all the different ways that you can listen because of course you do have us on the radio we love you for it am and now fm yay right we're moving forward but we've already jumped to the digital age before we went fm i'm not sure what that says about us pat <laughs> we, we thought let's go digital and then we'll add the fm in uh, but we went digital a while ago so if you need to listen to us on alexa power devices you can do that if you would like to listen to a streaming online it's wisr 680 com if you would like to listen to us on your mobile device we have an app for wisr and you can download that and put it on whatever mobile device you'd like and then we can uh, join you that way in your day all right oh by the way it, when we're done with this if you would like to listen to this in in its entirety again or if you missed part of the program if you have to leave us at some point then we are going to have this on our website as the podcast of the day. So what you would do is you go onto our website, wisr680.com, pick programs, let's talk, and then you'll see family pathways. All right, we got Courtney McConnell back in with us. Courtney, I think you're going to take over the show here. Oh. <laughs> we talked to you quite a bit, and I'm so yes. glad that we do. So Courtney's in today. And Tracy Biacci, hello. Oh, no, I, I, no I, I knew I was going to screw that up. Tracy Bianchi. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank See, you for having me. This is a live show. This is what we do, right? <laughs> Welcome to the program. We'll just call you Tracy. Can we say Tracy B? Tracy yes, B. Yes, Tracy right. B. Here Thank you, go. Tracy. I appreciate it. My apologies to you for that. No, that's okay. All right. So let's get into this today because, uh, Courtney, we'll start off with you. And uh, we're still trying to find young people homes. It's always an effort for you. It is. The, the need is always there. Um, um, to find homes for youth, uh, especially our older youth, our older population, which is why we invited Tracy to come on and talk because she works with our youth 10 through 21 um, in a special program through the state called the Older Child Matching Initiative. Um, and I'm on again because it's also National Adoption Month. So um, it's a time to really highlight not only the need for foster care, but the celebration of permanency through adoption. But it's so important to keep talking about this as well, because it's not an issue that tends to go away and then we can revisit. Mm -hmm. It just seems to be the same issue. Yes, yes, the issue is, I get a phone call and I have nowhere to place a kid. Um, and it's that way across the county, across the state. Um, you know, we, we get phone calls for these youth and we make as many calls as we can to our families. But as soon as we get a family certified, they're filling up with, with kids and more kids are still coming in. Um, and it's now truancy season. So the, the um, golden star of going to school is kind of wearing thin a little bit for kids. So we're getting kids in care that need a little bit of structure and stability and maybe um, their parents are working two jobs and are trying to trust them to go to school and they just can't do that. So we need some help with that. And we need foster homes that can help us, you know, meet those educational needs for these kids too. So what do you mean by truancy season? What's that mean to you in your industry? 
truancy season is when um, the youth decide that school is no longer fun. Uh, um, yeah. We are getting past the excitement of seeing our friends again. We're getting into the midterms. We're getting closer to Christmas break. And kids tend to get a little bit antsy at this time of the year. Um, and they sometimes say that they're going to school and don't. Mm, and okay. if that happens a lot, then there are programs um, through the truancy officers that, that kind of bring that to light. And if we can't get that corrected in the home, sometimes they um, that's one of the, the reasons that they may come into foster care for a short period of time. Yeah. So tell me how you support families. I know I'm kind of jumping already mm -hmm. to the families. Typically, we talk a lot longer about the kids before we get to the families. But when you talk about truancy, and you talk about uh, foster parents or maybe they're, you know, welcoming a child in for a temporary uh, moment mm -hmm. in their lives, in their journey, if you will. How do they go about handling that? Because I'm, I'm imagining some parents have been dealing with this over and over and over. It can be stressful. And at some times, I'm sure plenty of parents want to give up. So how do you deal with that when you get into this kind of season? They're already stressed. They're also getting into the holidays. They need to work. We need to figure out life as we live it right now. And now we're asking you to place a team in right. your home. <laughs> right. And so on top of all of that, if you have what you consider truancy season, how do you help uh, a family through that? So we work with any of our foster families on their training and education and giving them resources. Um, but those families also have a worker that contacts them every week. We come out every 30 days. The youth that are placed in their home have their own workers that come out and help them. Um, and we work as a big collaborative team with that foster family. We're not there to tell them how to do it. We're there to help them and support them and work together on, on making sure it's the most success for the, that youth and that family. And how important is that in working together? Because I know there've been plenty of times as a parent myself that I think, is this my kid's problem or is this a me problem? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you have to be open enough to say, is this my issue or is this their issue? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like a lot of times parents feel like they're on an island and there's nobody there to help them. So it's so important to, especially in foster families where you know you have that additional stress and families are stressed anyway. Um, it's so important to recognize and reach out to your workers and let them know what's going on and be honest. We're all human, so we all understand that we're all going through it and we're here to help. It's kind of that cool factor of, of foster parents is that you have a support team behind you. Whereas with my kids, I don't, you know, I have family, but I don't have professionals there helping me all the time. And foster families get that. We, they get an extra level of support through that. Tracy, let me bring you into the program since you work a lot with the older kids as we're talking and, and we're talking about this kind of environment right now. Uh, I don't know why I latched onto this truancy season. I guess it's just intriguing to me because I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. And you have, well, Courtney had such great points there. What's your thoughts as, as we're talking about this? How do you help families through this time? Um, because of the OCMI service, the Older Child Matching Initiative, um, we're able to do a lot more than what the other recruiters that work with the teens are. So we're able to provide an extra layer of support, whether that be, um, you know, helping the kids get to school. If they're local, we're able to go and like meet, meet, knock on the door and say, hey, time for school and get them there ourselves. Or, um, you know, providing. With a nice smile. I love how you say that because I can imagine your nice <laughs> smile. Parents are going, that's not how I would say it in the morning. <laughs> Tracy's really good at that yeah, with her right? too. Um, but not only that, but like just for supporting other, there's other resources in different communities that also help. I know like our, 
juvenile probation officers have a program that they will go to the house and get the kids to school. I know there's other resources in um, different communities that will help, like um, Courtney was saying, like different respite homes, um, respite just being like a weekend away from the foster parents. Um, maybe they come in and they help and they're another support. So it's like she said, it's we're one big team and we literally just do whatever we need to to um, you know, make it successful for both the family and the kids. So, Talk about the older kids, if you don't mind, the, the matching that happens um, and their excitement whenever they get that moment. Because, again, these kids are much older than the five, six, three, four-year-olds. Yeah, and a lot of our kids have already done it. They've already been through the process, and it's been a fail or a disruption. And so it really depends on the kid and how resilient they are and um, – giving them the support and in hopes that like this is the right family so basically when I work with a kid I focus on exactly what they want because if they don't express that to me then um, how do we find a family that's gonna fit so I work with both the family and the youth to make that connection we do a lot of visitation outside of the process just to see are these you know family and youth um, going to be a good connection so we start there and then it just moves on and I think I listen more to my youth honestly mm -hmm. to see you know where they are what their issues are can that be fixed or do we have to look at a different family so it's really placing the right kid with the right family and a lot of our families just know um, they come to events and they're like yeah I'm looking for a younger youth three to seven I'm like okay, that's nice, but here's Jimmy, and he's 17, and they fall in love, and they're taking Jimmy home three months later. Yeah, so and it, Jimmy is so excited, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, for my kids, it's definitely, it's excitement, but it's also they're going into a strange place too, and so they have a lot of nerves and reserves, and so um, it, it, it's really the family's... Um, opportunity to show that they're going to be consistent and they're going to be um, a support for the yeah. youth and that's what makes them most comfortable I think and and I have teenagers right now um, and they're my kids but at the same time I think about the things they don't know and then I think about the things that I assume they know mm -hmm. and they don't and then it takes me a moment to go oh you haven't filled out a job application before you know and, and I'm the one that's in the environment and have been with them so when it comes to a new family and a new young person what advice or, or what can you tell us about what those older kids need that we as adults forget about, like the job application? Yeah, um, time. Honestly, they need time to, um, you know, come into who they are. They need time to transition into the home. They need time to be comfortable. Um, a kid's not just going to come into the home and know all the right things to say or know all the right things to do and like the, like you said that's their first time doing that in that home so direction being um just being able to say what you want out of that child and most of our youth and care are people pleasers they want yeah. to do what you want as long as you can express it in the way that you actually want it to be done yeah. and Courtney let me go back to you because you and I've talked about this before where there may be something that the young person needs to know but they don't even know how to ask for it 
Because a lot of young people don't even know how to ask. They don't know how to you express. Know. Yeah, tell you me know, what my social security themselves. number is. What? You know, it's like. Why do I need to know that? Yeah. yeah. My teenager, I mean, we're getting ready for college applications right now. And I'm like, you're going to have to start remembering your social security number because you're going to fill it out a thousand times. And she's yeah. like, no. And then she's called me and she's like, what's that number again? <laughs> like, Girl. Yeah. I just so, had the same conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that it is hard because like you said, we don't even recognize it. Um, but I think using your supports, either natural supports with your family or through your advocacy services, your, your um, agency that you're working with, talking through stuff and being like, I just don't understand why they don't understand the importance of going to school. Mm -hmm. Well, they're not used to having a less structured environment. They're coming from residential where their whole day is scheduled. You're kind of letting them make up their own schedule for the day and they just don't even know how to start but they can't tell you that that's the reason why they can't get up for school or they're getting frustrated and upset and, and yelling or locking themselves in their room because they don't recognize that they came from so much structure and they're getting too much freedom. Um, so I think having those open discussions with the youth and with your supports is a great way to kind of problem solve that. Um, and the advocates like Tracy, they, they know these youth sometimes better than I think the youth know themselves. They work with them for years. So they they can come up with some of those ideas of, well, remember they came from residential or remember their background. Sometimes they're triggered and they don't even know they're being triggered. Um, it's, a, it's a time of year. So having the historical piece of an advocate um, from an agency is really important to help them navigate that too. And uh, Tracy, I wanna get your opinion on this. Courtney and I have talked about this before on how some adults really thrive on teaching the adult things in life as in like the job application mm -hmm. the social security number you know that's how they connect well so when there's a benefit i guess i'm just trying to point out that there's a benefit sometimes for a couple who does that well for an older youth who doesn't know that yes definitely um the benefit would be for that youth to you know learn everything that they have but i think on my end it's more of creating a bond before you would start that. You don't want to come in and overwhelm a kid by giving them all this information that you want them to know. That comes naturally. That That's teaching moments that will naturally come with any parent and child. So I think it's more of just creating a bond and how you create that bond, whether it be teaching or whether it be just hanging out and or, you know, whatever that family chooses. But that's the most important part to me and what I see working with my with all the older youth they just want they want friends yeah they want normalcy they want to be able to go out to their friend's house invite friends to their house um, they want parents that create the structure even though you know they fight it but like they've never had that they don't know what a lot of my youth are raised by the system at this point. They're raised by CYS, and um, so they don't get hugs. They don't get um, the feeling of, you know, someone's proud of me. They don't feel accomplishments. They don't do any of that. So when you're putting them in a home with a, a normal, I'm doing air quotes, everyone, normal yeah, families, yeah. <laughs> um, they thrive off of that. They thrive off of love and structure, and you're going to hit, like, you know, little bumps in the road. They might Growing not always pains. be little, yeah. but there's. But you hit that with your own youth. And the problem is, is that you can't give up on your own youth, but you can give up on a foster family. And so we see a lot of like foster families who adopt babies, 
and they still have like the genetic issues of you know behaviors or you know they don't fit in they're not perfect whatever so then they come their dis- their disruption adoptions and we have them as teens and a lot of families see these you know they disrupted as babies and so now how are we going to parent these teens but really they just want love so when you say disruptive, are you meaning it, in a sense, disrupted the home of what they thought it was going to be, like the parents disrupted thought it was going to be? Disrupted the adoption. So like oh, they didn't I go see. through okay. or they disrupt. Yeah, they disrupt and they're no longer the guardianship and okay. they go back into like the CYS system. Gotcha. So okay. a lot of our teens are have pre- previous adoptive homes, but um, they For they still find. Reasons. Yeah, they still find themselves in RTFs or like facilities and then coming out as a teen into a home, there's so many expectations for teens, like normal teens, mm-hmm. um, and they don't always hold up to the expectations. So I think my, I think what I'm trying to say is just give them time, give them time to blossom and be a, a regular child that has a regular mom and dad yeah. or a reg- whatever they're, guardianship looks like and through that time you're gonna you're gonna find your um your air quote normal kid right so <laughs> journey. i don't think anyone's normal you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. We're all so. unique. i celebrate the uniqueness in people Honestly. so there you go yeah absolutely courtney let me go back to you because mm-hmm. i'm looking at the clock i don't mm-hmm. want to run out of time before we talk about um one of your events that will be coming up and a movie theater who doesn't love movies right <laughs> movie theater talk about your adoption event so this year is a little bit different. Typically, we do an adoption event at our agency, um, but we're trying something a little different this year and including the community. Um, so in November, we are doing, well, it is now November, I guess. So this month, we are doing um, an adoption celebration at Scoop Movie Theater, which is formerly Regal Cinemas in Moraine. Um, and we are inviting all of our previously adopted families to, or permanency families. If you have PLC out there, I'm talking to you too. Um, we want you to come out and enjoy Clifford the Big Red Dog with us and just have a day of kind of celebration and a a fun afternoon we get to see all of you we're excited Um, and we're also inviting anyone that is interested in learning more about adoption to come and talk to us at scoop movie theater that day as well fantastic so are we watching a movie or are we mingling around we doing both both okay so um we will be the greeters of the movie theater um scoop has been amazing at working with us so we're going to be greeting everybody that comes in and have some information there and then we have a um a private screening room that everyone gets to go into for the movie itself with a few minutes of chatting before and then as much time to talk afterwards as well um while getting to see clifford which i'm excited about because (laughs) that was a book when i was a kid so um, we're really excited about that. Yeah. But yeah, there's tons of time to talk to. We just ask if you're coming for the movie that you RSVP first. I was first. just about to ask that because a movie theater can only hold so many. Yes. So, um, and we want to be prepared. We want to have everything set up. The Again, Scoop has been amazing, but we don't want to overload them either. So we want RSVPs to 724-284-9440. And if you call and say you're RSVPing for the movie event, we'll get you to the right person. Do that again, just in case we're scrambling to write it down. 724-284-9440 to RSVP for the Scoop movie adoption event. And that's going to be, again, date and time. I don't think we talked about Oh, yes. It'll be this coming Sunday. So we're getting close. It's November 14th, um, and doors open at 1. The movie will be starting by 2. 
All right, very good. So November 14th at 2 p.m. with Family Pathways. And so it, is it free to people if they RSVP? Yes. Oh. If you RSVP, you get to see the movie for free. Oh, fantastic. Yes, as long as you're coming to get information on adoption as well. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So again, if you're interested or you're already an adoptive family, mm -hmm. And PLC? Permanent legal custody. Thank yes, you. if you have PLC with your grandbaby or with your teenager, um, you will get to come too. Fantastic. So you can just call Family Pathways and go from there yep. um, and, and get that. Fantastic. Okay. So one more thing I want to touch on, and we still have about 10 minutes mm -hmm. left with both of you, is a brand new we'll say partnership between yes. you all and, and the radio station that we're going to be doing quarterly uh, in the near future. So talk about the new program. I'll let you kind of unveil this. Okay, so we are so excited. This was um, Tracy and Lexi, our other OCMI worker, and Dr. Lewis. Um, this was kind of their brainchild. Um, they want to bring teens in to talk. So um, every quarter starting December mm -hmm. 13th, yeah yeah okay. yeah, yeah. December <laughs> I got the 13th. schedule okay. you guys got the kids so yeah. just starting December 13th um we are going to have youth come in and chat about their permanency journey um and what they're looking for so these are youth that are currently looking for permanency whether that is adoption or that permanent legal custody um so Tracy and Lexi will both be prepping some of their youth to come in and chat um and just give the listeners an idea of what they're looking for in a family um, and give you a little bit more of a personalization to these kids. So it's not just us talking, it's them. So we'll get to spotlight to youth and have little segments for both of them uh, every quarter. That is fantastic. Tracy, yeah. you jump in here. Um, so my thought for this is just for families to hear the teen's voice and so they know exactly again talking about exactly what a teen wants and what's going to work best for them getting them out there um there's a lot of segments and new segments and things like that on the east side of the state and we don't really have a lot of options on the west so we want to thank you for opening up the opportunity for us to do this i know my teens are excited um they this is an experience for them, something that they probably have never even thought about doing. So um, they're excited about that and they're excited to share their story and um, like Courtney said, their journey and hopefully find their forever family. Yes. So there is the one side where there wasn't as much opportunity here on the Western side, but there's gotta be some emotional tug that you you thought of this and, and you both thought of this and created this and, and uh, brought it to Courtney. Tell me about that, if you will. What was the inspiration behind that? Um, I have a youth who was just, they are just, they're so smart and they're just, once you meet them, they're not what they are on paper. And that's a lot of what our families get to see is just, um, you know, there's a document called a child profile. And that's what the families read to get to know these youth and decide whether or not they want to invite them into their home. So a lot of them, kind of look a little bit bad on paper i'm not gonna lie yes. but <laughs> um meeting them in person and hearing them talk and express their feelings and their wants and their goals and um you just can't help but fall in love and so when i see my youth and i'm sitting there kind of like we are face to face just having conversation you can't help to be like god i wish other people could see this yeah and so again there's not a lot of opportunity for our youth to be out and present themselves so um, Lexi and I were just, you know, sitting there thinking like, how are we going to recruit, recruit for these kids? And, 
and we kind of brought it to Dr. Lewis's attention and she's always on board to help us any way she needs and she kind of like doubt she's like hold on sit right here I'll do it right now <laughs> um, and so she just took it and ran with it and so now we have a date and a schedule and now we're just prepping our kids to be here so yeah. it's exciting yeah. it'll be fun when you prep the kids you can tell them wear jeans this is fun it's yes. radio right <laughs> I love it I mean I love TV too but You'll hear a lot of radio. uh, I told them, like, practice their radio voices and stuff. So (laughs) when podcasts are a huge thing now, too, podcasts and radio are coming back, I think. So um, our youth just, it's more comfortable for them to talk without being on camera. I know I've been recorded before on camera, and I... It's a different experience. It It is a a different experience. experience. I never want to do it again. (laughs) Um, But it is something that they're excited for. And and they are such great advocates for themselves. Like these kids want homes and they they want forever and they want somebody to just give them a chance. So they understand that that's part partly their role and they will advocate for themselves so you know warn everyone to buy their tissues in advance because they (laughs) are tear jerkers (laughs) you know it's fun to hear the kids too i say kids young adults because Mm -hmm. you can hear if they like to joke around or if they're talkative or Mm -hmm. if they're quiet or you know if they're um i say storytellers but if they're historians you know i mean they're a you have a different feel when you get to talk with someone Mm -hmm. and so yeah so I'm glad we're going to be doing this. Yeah. December 13th. I can see. I can see you're both (laughs) excited. Super excited. So we'll be doing that. Uh, First one is going to be December 13th, which will be in about a month. We got to do some work behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. if you will, and and make sure that all of this happens. But this will be done quarterly and um, and we can talk more as we get closer to the date. But my goodness, every time I see you, Courtney, another month has passed. So it's going to be a blink of an eye. And uh, we're going to be there. So that's why we wanted to bring it up now and, and just uh, make sure that you, you have a heads up about it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, Tracy, I know we've talked before. It's been some time. But mm-hmm. I'm going to do the same that we did then is just ask you your final thoughts. And then, Courtney, I'll finish with you. But, Tracy, just your final thoughts on our conversation today or maybe just gearing up for this this special opportunity coming up in December. Yeah. Again, I just want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to be here and um, talk about the program and talk about our older youth. and. Um, there really is a need and our segment name is share your life so I'm hoping that everyone will be inspired to share your life with one of our youth fantastic and Courtney yes so um, excited we are ready for adoption month we are ready for you know celebrating into the new year um, with getting a, a lot of new families I'm, I'm hoping to get a lot of phone calls and, and interests um, so anybody that is interested in learning more about the youth that we currently have anybody that wants to just learn more about the process or talk to any of us please call family pathways at 724-284-9440 you can go to familypathways.net and check out our website we're on facebook um, you can also look on adoptpakids.org um, and you can see some of the youth in Pennsylvania that are currently looking for permanency. A lot that Tracy and Lexi work with are on that website. Fantastic. Again, the movie day, or I should say afternoon, mm-hmm. I don't want to say night because it'll be a 2 p.m. start for the movie for Clifford will be on November 14th. So again, if you missed it, if you just joined us, I know we're finishing our program 
But if you would like to go see this movie, if you want to find out more about adoption, it is Adoption Month, and uh, those that are caring for their loved ones, if you will, or uh, um, a special young individual in your household, uh, it would be the Scoop Movie Theater up at Moraine. So again, November 14th, 2 p.m. Again, call Family Pathways because yes. we can only have so many people in a movie theater. So uh, you will have some discussion before and afterwards as well. So fantastic. Tracy, always nice to see you. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. And thank you, Courtney. Always nice to see you Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Thank you. We're fantastic. excited. We'll see you again soon. Absolutely. All right, <laughs> folks. And thank you very much for joining us for this segment of Let's Talk. Now, if you did join us late or if you would like to listen to this again in its entirety, what you can do is go onto our website at WISR680.com and then you're going to pick programs and then drop that menu down to Let's Talk and you can go from there and find Family Pathways. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk. The information and opinion shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of WISR, the Butler County Radio Network, or its staff and employees. 